Welcome back to Orange Nation. We are remembering the day the music died today, Steve. Every day the lacrosse season's getting closer. It is. Well, it's it's upon us as of tomorrow. Let's bring in our next guest. You know, do I want to? Do you want me to lead with my goofy? Yeah, Rick you might, yeah. Question? Let's let's lead with your question. Uh, Four-time All-America Rick Beardsley uh, joining us. Uh, Rick, always great to talk to you. How are things? <laughs> Things are well. How are you guys doing? Thanks for having me on. Paulie, fire away. All right. We were just talking about gym class when we were in high school, and I think we're all basically around the same age. What was your most dreaded day in gym class? Like, what uh, what event? There would be none uh, because even, I was a stellar athlete. Even and square dancing? Two sports. Even square dancing. Why? There was hot girls. I didn't have to dance with other dudes. <laughs> No, I know, so but uh, I know, but like when I was just saying at West Hill, we didn't get the choice. You had to walk out of the locker room, and whoever oh. was whoever was there, you got stuck with. Well, that anxiety. says a lot about the West Hill School District when it comes to, you know, when we used to play in the lacrosse, and that might say a lot. But that being said, uh, Paulie, I didn't mind square dancing. Uh, my favorite was probably you know, yours. Your favorite, Paulie, was probably lacrosse, right, with those plastic SDX sticks that they used to have. I would think, right, and. And, and without a doubt, Steve's was West was basketball. Am I right? Oh well, of course, yes, of course. Did you have wrestling in gym class? <laughs> no, that is one thing we did not have. Oh. Nor that is a, I, you know, at Bergen Catholic, I'm really lucky now, guys. Right now that I'm here and I've had an opportunity, I've been around wrestling matches where there's a thousand people stuffed into a gym. It's crazy. Wow. Um, but yeah, th- th- that I that sport is. Uh, you know, way too tough. I had a buddy of mine who doesn't listen to the show, I bet, but lives there right there in Syracuse, Seamus Lyman, who I call the Bo Jackson of, of lacrosse because he was a wrestler and a lacrosse player at Syracuse. And his uh, he's one of the toughest guys I've ever been around, nor would I ever want to fight a wrestler, to be frank with you. Yeah. Um, all right, let's switch gears. Let's talk some lacrosse. And we've all been waiting for this season to start. And, uh, you know, th- this team's heading into the new year. It sounds like a little bit of a chip on its shoulder, and we would understand that coming off a four-win campaign, lowest win total since 1975. Um, I, you know, I guess first and foremost, Rick, what are you expecting out of this year's team? Well, I mean, there's going to be inconsistencies simply because of youth and experience. Um, one challenge, I think, is depth. Um, but what I'm going to see out of them is, you know, a team that hopefully grows each week, which I do think will happen. Talent team, you know, freshmen aren't freshmen after, you know, the third game, right? They're kind of because they start to become proven freshmen or, uh, you know, their reputation comes into itself. I mean, you have new units, new transfers, uh, you know, so there's a lot of things that need to go on. And, um, but I think it's a team that's got to find its identity as quick as it can, you know, who's going to be maybe the alpha male when needed? Because you always have to have that, right? In the ACC, you have to have an alpha male, right? You have, uh, you know, they got Brennan O'Neill at Duke. They have Schnellenberger at Virginia and so on and so forth. So you need an alpha male. And I think, you know, maybe Joey Spelina could be that guy. So you brought up Joey Spelina. Everybody wants to know, you know, is this kid the real deal? And we've seen highlight tapes and we know the crazy amount of points he put up uh, down there on Long Island and you know he's got the 22 and he, he's coming in here with a with a ton of hype uh tell us about Joey Spelina what can we expect and and is this kid uh, every bit as good as advertised as far as on the field Joey is I, I really feel that I mean last week in that closed scrimmage he went for four and three in the first half against Michigan starters 
Um, I've watched, I've been obviously privy to be able to walk into Ensley during those scrimmages, uh, being very lucky that the coaches allow me to come in. And I've checked out a few of those games. And, and, and I think, you know, and listen, you know my relationship, Angela going to Stony Brook and Joe Sr. being a buddy of mine since we were in high school. And, and you know how I feel about Joe. Joe calls me his uncle. And, and uh, you know, I do really think, and, and I was one of those guys that had that name behind him coming in, that type of hype coming in. Right. And, uh, and, and, and so did Roy Colsey and, and so did Charlie Lockwood. We all, we all did all our things that we're supposed to do in those prior 22s. I, I do think that Joey is the real deal on the field and off the field. I think he'll be humble, uh, yet, uh, cocky enough to where, uh, he gets the respect of everybody in the community as well. All right, Rick, I know I've asked you this question before, but now as we're about to jump into a new season, I'm going to ask it to you again in terms of when is it realistic for this team to start, you know, knocking on the door of Final Fours again. And, and you know, sometimes it's got to get worse before it gets better. And, you know, last year things got worse. And they, they only won four games. And we expect things to be a little bit better this year. But there's so much parity now. There's so many good teams now. Mm-hmm. It's not the old days when, um, it, you know, the three or four teams dominated this sport. So so with that being said, what what is a realistic timeline for Gary to get this program back in position for Final Fours and National Championships? Is it... Is it two years? Is it five years? Is it what's the timeline? Well, I mean, number one, what is the timeline? Does he have the timeline? Is the community going to allow that to happen? First and foremost, that's really the question that's out there that everybody's thinking. You know, everybody can say right now, "Hey, we'll give him two years. We got three years." You know, in my opinion, I think you know every year they should be in the final four. But I have to take that you know take that out of my my mindset. But I do really think with the parity, like you mentioned prior in this game, every team has a chance to knock on the door. And I do think Syracuse does. Now the biggest thing with Syracuse, that's a challenge right now is depth, right? Also finding who are going to be the combinations. And if they can stay healthy, find the right combinations and maybe get a little luck on their side. I do think this year they knock on the door of that, I do think realistically next year it should be where it's an expectation to be in the Final Four. All right, everybody likes to talk about the offense. We talked about Spelina and who's going to be scoring the goals and Owen Hiltz is back. And, you know, that's everybody talks offense, but, you know, defense is, is just as important. And you could speak to that, certainly. Um, what does is, what is the, the back end look like for this Syracuse team in, in terms of, you know, who's in net? Do, do they, you feel like the, the defensive unit is, is going to be good enough this year to, to win a lot of games? Well, the big thing and the biggest challenge on defense right now is what I mentioned in my last answer, which is depth, right? They're not very deep across the board defensively. And I don't mean like with good players. We're talking about those ACC-level talent guys, right? So Kokemo, Nick is led, I think he was second in the ACC as a freshman in uh, turnovers, close turnovers. Uh, he's certainly going to anchor down the unit. The kid from St. John's is injured for the year. He was going to start on that left side and probably be their number one cover guy. That pulls over to Kakemo, and then you have to deal. You know, Alexo is might be a guy that you're you're running down low. But again, um, you know, the biggest thing is the goalie, the transfer in from LIU. I mean, spectacular get of him coming in. I watched that young man play last fall. When he was with LIU, with I mean, sorry, two falls ago when he was with LIU, and I watched the Headstrong Foundation 
uh, tournament at, at Hofstra. I happened to be doing clinics on Long Island, and I popped in just to see some good lacrosse. And, boy, was he the only bright spot at LIU. I mean, they had a little attackman, but that kid was more like, you know, D9. But uh, he was excellent in between the pipes. And I think the biggest thing, like I mentioned yesterday on Axis show, is finding the comfortability of where he can – his distance of taking shots, you know, with Syracuse with young and you have, you know, you have limited depth, you have to find those spots where you're going to be allowed to give up shots and what's best for the goalie. Because let's be honest with the face-off situation, for example, this week with Thomas Burke uh, facing off this week with Vermont, you, there's a good likelihood that you aren't going to have the ball that much. And they have to find that spot within the Syracuse defense as a unit to allow those shots. But he is a you know preseason All-American uh, between the pipes, and, and it's well-deserved. He is very good. You will see that, guys. All right, we talk a lot of sports gambling on the show. In fact, we've got a, a guest coming up at one thirty. We have him on one thirty every Friday. Gives us his best bets heading into the weekend. Yeah. Uh, apparently, you can bet on on college lacrosse. So as we yes, look at can. as we look at the, the the slate of games for this weekend, I'm kind of putting you on the spot here. But is there any game oh, that is there any game you really like? You have to remember. So, Steve, you you worked the show with me for a long time when I was living in Syracuse. Yeah. I'm I'm a degenerate, but I'm not a degenerate gambler. But I do have friends and plenty of friends that are degenerate gamblers. So the odds got sent to me through my degenerate friends uh, this morning. And you know what? I'm glad that you did that because I actually looked at it. And I, like a big one that sticks out to me, which is really interesting, is Bellarmine getting 10.5 from Duke. You know, that's, that's got to be a mauling in order for that to happen. And, and, and like you said, with the parity in the game these days, that's going to be a kind of a best bet. I think uh, another one would be, uh, is going to be, what is it? It's Jacksonville versus Hopkins. Hopkins, yeah, I, I saw that. I think Jacksonville's, what, one and a half to Hopkins. Yeah, Jacksonville's, right? fa- Jacksonville's favored, yeah. Yes, and that very much. I mean, you know, John Galloway and that team got some transfers. Excellent on the defensive end, by the way. Well coached, and I'm not saying from John. I'm talking about from his assistants. Very well coached, uh, and the game is down in the heat. It's been hot in Florida right now, unlike the rest of the country. Uh, you know, Hopkins is. You know, a lot of things can happen when you acclimate, especially in Jacksonville. Cause, you know, I've driven through there. I mean, obviously, Angela does not attend IMG anymore, uh, but I, I've driven through there a hundred times. I would say Hopkins Jacksonville would be my bet. Um, and then the worst game to watch ever would probably be Hofstra versus Merrimack. Those are two disgusting teams that actually make me want to throw up in my mouth when they play each other. So, I mean, that's a one and a half uh, point edge uh, that Hofstra is giving. So, I would think that game might just be ugly. I would do the under. Right. I don't even think they'll get to 10 goals. All right, so you're saying uh, uh, Bellarmine is going to stay within 10 of Duke. You think Jacksonville is going to beat Hopkins? And then the the under on the I the... didn't say beat. I think it's a one goal game. One goal game. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. I mean, gotcha. I could go through them all. I mean, no, 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 VMI, that's okay. But listen, VMI Detroit Mercy. My God, I, I literally just derped. I just <laughs> threw a burped in that one. That's awful. But you know, but yes, yeah, but but you know what? It's fun. It's back. I do love the fact that there's betting. I don't bet. I value the dollar well too much. And you know, I've seen the size of your wallet, Stephen. 
it is very big. And the I don't size, the size the of my yeah, right, yeah. It's the literal yeah, size of my big. wallet. Yes, George Costanza's wallet. Yes, yes, it's unbelievable. But um, you know, somewhere in there, there's money. Um, <laughs> we know this, but no, really, guys, that would be. I do love that fact. I would love to be on, and you talk to me about that stuff because that's just fun yeah. uh, with the betting side. I know the one thing we're not allowed to do. I obviously don't bet, but we can't bet. Uh, in New York State, on New York State teams, right? So correct. So that uh, Hofstra game's friends, out of the window. The Hofstra yeah. game's out of the window. Yeah. Yes, a lot of guys are thrown out. You know, the one thing I wanted to—I almost put two hundred fifty dollars on Syracuse to win the national championship. Really? Yeah, because it's like fifty to one odds, sixty to uh, one odds. You make some so money what off the heck, that. Why not two hundred fifty dollars? It's is what it is. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Tori, Tori spends two hundred fifty dollars on yoga pants. So. <laughs> is she there listening? <laughs> no, Tori. I, uh, Steve, I live in Hohokus, New Jersey, with Angela. Oh, I didn't. I didn't realize you were actually there full time now. Full time, sitting in Bergen Catholic in a closet right now, taking this call. Um, actually, did have uh, Penn State, Boston College, Georgia, West Virginia. Uh, and who and who else was in? Oh, Alabama had been in this week to talk to football players. Oh wow, that's impressive yeah. stuff. That's yeah, impressive. No joke. There was an eighth grader, six six foot six, two ninety five, that just committed to play here, um, here at Bergen. Wow. Uh, and that's Nunzio. You know who the coach is? Nunzio Campanelli. Yeah, right, right, right. Nunzio's Nunzio's brother's Vito, and Nunzio's son goes here right now. I mean, dude, they they really are like that's a great hire if you want to get people from New Jersey. So anybody who's listening, that was a very good hire by Coach Babers. All right, hook up the interview. Get him on Orange Nation for That's us. That's easy. You want me to? That's no problem. I make one text. <laughs> we, we wouldn't say no to that, I tell you that. All right, I didn't know. I just I didn't know how that works, Stephen. Stephen, you know to leverage me. You're my boy. All right. Steve just booked his first guest. That's amazing. <laughs> Doing some work around here. I booked this very one, true. too, Paulie. I booked this one, That's too. That's true. You did. But am I a guest? Or I'm more of a friend. No, you're a friend. No, you're you're a friend. You're oh, not, Paulie, you're, you didn't ask me what I, want, I had for lunch here. Yeah, what would you have for lunch there in your I, closet? Steve. So you ready? What do you think? It's Friday, and it's believe it or not, it's Catholic Schools Week. So they brought in food. I had the best sausage and peppers I've <laughs> ever eaten in my life, or at least in the last twenty years of not living here. Um, it was unbelievable. Then I had some ribs. It was good. I went all meat. Wow. Um, well, listen. It's uh, it's great to hear from you. Uh, I will uh, next time we have you on. We'll uh, I'm sure you'll be getting ready for your season. We'll uh, we'll ask you more about that. We we do have to run at the moment, but uh, yep. continued success to you and your family, Rick, and uh, and be well. We'll talk soon. Same here. Go Cuse. All right, uh, Rick Beardsley, and with that, we'll uh, hit a timeout. We've got uh, John still, Ryan set to join us at one thirty. I've still got Bayheim audio, so we'll get to that next. All right, uh, back after Calling this an on ESPN Radio.